The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Bill Winston here. We are continuing to fulfill the Great Commission. It says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So our next mission trip is a trip to the countries of India, Sri Lanka, and London. And this mission trip is going to be for the establishing of the kingdom, for the preaching of the gospel, for meeting with business leaders. I mean, you name it. I mean, they've got us set up to meet with some of the top people in some of these places. Why? Because the gospel needs to go from the top to the bottom. I mean, it needs to be heard by everybody. And the way to live from the kingdom culture has to be established in these nations. A lot of times we're looking for peace, but without the peacemaker, there is no peace. So Jesus is a part of this whole plan to take this gospel to the nations. And he is the Prince of Peace. So we are going to be there ministering to the people. When we were in India last year, thousands of souls were saved. People came from remote villages and camped out just to hear the word of God. Now, it was a powerful move of God, and we're expecting an even greater, more powerful move on this trip. So I'm asking you to do two things. One, I'm asking you to pray for us that we'll have success on this mission field. Now, your prayers help tremendously. Now, a spiritual battle go, go on when we, <laughs> when we go over there, and we know that. So we have to continue to pray. And we have on our website this confession that you can download and a prayer confession. And I'd like you to say it daily. We go on this trip starting on the 20th of this month. Secondly, sow a seed for this trip. Now we're talking to those who God has placed it on your heart that you can help support us in taking the gospel to the nations. You see, if we don't take the kingdom of God and the gospel to the nations, the next thing that happens is somebody else's religion or something they take over, they take their gospel to the nations. And so I'm saying to help us take this kingdom because the kingdom rules over everything. It's more powerful than anything any other religion can bring. So I'm asking you to help us, one, in prayers and speaking that word over us, I mean daily, and also in provision. As God speaks to your heart about sowing a seed into the ministry so we can have it all paid off before we even leave this country. That's my goal. And I know that God has placed it in the hearts of people to help me to do that. Praise the Lord. Well, let's go into today's broadcast. It's entitled The Supernatural Church. Let's go into it. For you to get what God has for you, it requires a supernatural. I don't care what your conditions look like. I don't care what circumstances look like. You got to say what God said. I don't care what the doctor just said. You got to say what God said. I don't care what they say. Now, you can't say what God said if you don't believe. You're going into a place where you understand by faith. Reason deals with facts. Faith deals with truth. He had to consider one thing. Come on, the Word of God. The way we access the supernatural is by faith, is by faith. And we're finding out then that faith is the holder of your destiny. Faith is the holder 
of your destiny. And we went back to Gideon, back to Judges chapter 6. We started reading at verse 10. Let's start there. And I send to you, I am the Lord your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. Now that's the key right there. Not obeyed my voice. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an, an oak, which was in Ophrah, that pertained unto Joash, the Abyssalite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. Now the Midianites were basically oppressing, or I could use the word depressing, Israel. I will look up the word depressed because I wanted to see what depressed really means in the old ex- uh, dictionary, the 1812 Webster Dictionary. And it says to press or force down, to be lowered. Even to depress means to impoverish. Well, that's exactly what they were doing there. If you read this particular chapter, you'll see that Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. So they had depressed them. So maybe when people are broke, they're being depressed. And their force is depressing them. All right, let's go to the next verse. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thy mighty man of valor. Now, notice how God called him a mighty man of valor. So God is not concerned about what you called you. He's talking about what he called you. And Gideon said to him, oh, my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his what? Miracles, which our fathers told us of saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of Midianites. So the Lord looked upon him and said, go in this thy might and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Now he just asked him to do something there that's impossible. And he said to him, oh my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh and I am the least in my father's house. In other words, we are broke and everybody know we are. We're, we're the least thought of in our whole tribes. And you're going to take the least? God will take the least and make them the best. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I'll be with you, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. And in my a reference here, it says, I'll crush them as easy as they were one man. Now notice what he's doing. He's sending Gideon somewhere, but he's going to anoint him to do it. In other words, he's going to put some super on his natural. Come on now, come on. And you've got to know that because when God calls you to do something, he anoints you for it. Same into that. He himself qualifies you. He's not looking for the standards of the world to qualify you 
God's going to qualify you. And in this particular case, he was calling Gideon to do something that was beyond his ability. So faith is the divine ability that goes beyond our natural realm. So now faith gives us access to the supernatural. It's what he's going to have to have to be able to do this, to carry out God's plan. So without faith, I put here, you cannot get into the promises or the promised land of God. And so some people wonder, well, how do I get faith? First, you got to spend some time in the Word. I like what one man said, faith is hard work. What do you mean hard work? The Bible said in Hebrews chapter four, we labor in the Word of God. Sometimes when you can't hear God and you wonder what God is saying, spend about two or three days in the Word of God. You'll hear. You need to clear up your mind. And so when we spend time in the word of God, it gives us his faith to overcome the world, overcome any situation that he directs us to. So we have to do this. Now, in this, going into a situation that seems impossible, let's go to Deuteronomy in chapter seven, please. In verse 1, and he says, When the Lord thy God shall bring you into the land where you go to possess it, and has cast out many nations from before thee, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, and the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, seven nations greater and what? Mightier than you. So now God is raising up this group to take them into a land to face giants that are bigger than they are. I don't care what form the giants come in. They're mightier than a natural person. So a natural person is no match for these spirits. All right, verse 2. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly do what? Destroy them. Thou shalt make no what? Covenant with them, nor show mercy to them. Come on over to chapter 9. And I'll start reading at verse 1. Hear, O Israel, thou art to pass over Jordan this day to go and to possess nations greater and mightier than thyself cities great and fenced up to heaven, a people great and tall, and children of the children of the Anakins, whom thou knowest, and of whom thou hast heard say, who can stand before the children of Anak? Understand therefore this day that the Lord thy God is he which goeth before thee as a consuming fire, and he shall destroy them, and he shall bring them down before thy face, watch this, before thy face, watch this, before thy, not your back, before your face, so shall thou drive them out and destroy them quickly as the Lord has said unto thee. So he's going in, and you're going to possess nations that are greater and mightier than yourself. Now, God picked you for this. I said he picked you for this. Because if you look at the group that he didn't pick for this, they were left in the wilderness to die. 
Why? Because God had picked them for this, but they changed God's plan. And you can change God's plan by your unwillingness to be obedient. Say amen to this. And so let's look at what happened here. Let's go to um, of, of, um, Psalm chapter 90, please. And over in Psalm chapter 90, look what he says here. He's talking about the, uh, this idea of being in the wilderness. Look what he said in verse 9. I'll start there. For all our days are passed away in, in wrath, and we spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are three score years and 10. How many of that? 70 years. And if by reason of strength they be four score years, yet is their strength, labor, and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we do what? We fly away. Now notice what he's doing here. He's saying, hey, 70 or 80 years is going to be your limit. Now let's go and look at it because people have preached that in funerals and they preached in funerals because they saw it in the book. But they didn't do the, the study to find out who God was talking to. Well, let's look at the same scripture in the Amplified and let's just see who God was talking to. For all our days out here in this wilderness, says Moses, pass away in your wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told for we adults know we are doomed to die soon without reaching Canaan. This is... This is this bunch that came out of Egypt. The days of our years are threescore and 10, 70 years, or even by reason of strength, fourscore, 80 years. Yet is their pride in additional years, only labor and sorrow for it is soon gone and we do what? Fly away. So who was he talking to in that verse when Moses was being talked to by God about these people. Who was, what people were, was he talking about? He was talking about a disobedient bunch of people that came out of Egypt. They were adults, but the only reason they were living as long as they were living is because God was raising up their children and they weren't going into Canaan. But the next group, that were their children. Now, that's the only reason they're standing alive now to raise these kids up 20 years and old and under and, and over were going into Canaan. So that was the group he was waiting on. Got it? I said, do you have it? So you are the group he was waiting on. You, you, you were the people. I don't care how old you are. You were the people he was waiting on, we are the Joshua generation. Okay? He was waiting on us. All right. Now let's, let's deal with this. So now, let's go to Galatians chapter 5. And over in Galatians chapter 5, what we saw last time is that we saw that when you go in there, supernatural is no longer going to be an option. That when you go into this land, faith is mandatory because you can't stay in there without faith. You, you can't go in there without faith. Are you with me here? So look at Galatians 
chapter 5, and let's look at verse 18. Let's start there. But if you are led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifested. Now, just hold that right there. The works of the flesh. Now, why is that bad for you? Because over in 1 Corinthians and chapter 15 and verse 50, he says this. He said that now I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Now, what is he saying here? Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. One way you can say that is you cannot get born again out of your flesh. It's by grace are you saved through faith. Got it? Another thing is that you cannot go into a kingdom of God inheritance with flesh. Flesh can't receive healing. Come on, flesh can't receive. You're going to have to go into faith and faith operates out of your spirit. So that's how you're going to receive the kingdom of God. Are you with me? Now, I'm taking it slow because I'm going somewhere. All right, let's go back to Galatians again and just look at this. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, uh, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, uh, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, they that which do such things shall not what? Inherit the kingdom of God. Now, who was this letter in Galatians written to? The church at Galatia. Were these saved folk? Yes. It was written to save folk. So he's not talking about you won't be saved because they're already saved, but you won't get the benefit of a saved life. That these works of the flesh will keep you out of that. Strife will keep you out of the blessing of God. That's just the way it is. Witchcraft will keep you out of the blessing of God. Let's look at that same verse here when we start the works of flesh. Let's look at it in the Amplified just so you can get another degree of, of understanding on it. But if you're guided or led by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now, the doings, practices of the flesh are clear, obvious. They are immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, ill temper, self, selfish, selfishness. I'm just trying to control my temper. Selfishness, divisions, <laughs> dissensions, party spirit, Factions, sex with uh, sex, S E C T S, with particular opinions, heresies. Now, it's just spelling it out in here envying, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you before, just as I did previously, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. 
See, one of the things we need is we need the fruit of the Spirit to counter the works of the flesh. Now, it starts here in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. And it says the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, come on. Joy, come on. Peace, come on. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Now, that's not faith. That's faithfulness, okay, if you want to put it in your Bible. Meekness, temper. What is temperance? Self-control. Say self-control because that's what we are right now. We are self-control. Uh, against such there is no law. Now, my point to you is, is that those, again, we discover are in you from birth. Not natural birth, spiritual birth. They are the dispositions of Jesus that you got when you got born again. So the way to break this anger spirit off of you it's the fact that you need to get born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and understand what abilities you have so that you can stand on it by faith. And when you stand on it by faith, the fruit rise up and begin to come out. And when it begins to come out like that, other people will see the fruit of peace and bite your apple. And when they bite your apple, they'll eat seed. And that seed will go down in them. And the next thing you want to know, they want what? Well, how can I get what you got? The hunger for it comes. So you ought to be able to walk in a room full of people who lack peace and go in there and bring peace. Isn't this wonderful? So if you look at that, That's what you have to counter this thing, see? Faithfulness. Faithful, faith. You've got got the fruit of faithfulness. So when other people are faithless, you're still faithful. Come on now. Temptation come when you're on vacation with somebody, but you're still faithful. Come on. Maybe maybe not faithful to a husband or wife. Maybe it's faithful to God. Yes, amen. Because that's what Joseph said. Joseph said, how can I do and commit this sin against my God? He wasn't talking about people. So maybe for us to be able to operate in Canaan because the temptations are going to be so great, that enemy, come on now. Look what he says. Put it up there. Luke chapter 4 and verse 5. And look what he's saying here. This is Jesus now. He's undergoing temptation. You know if the devil will tempt Jesus, he'll tempt you. And the devil take him up the high mountain and showed him all the kingdom of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this power will I give you in the glory of them for they've been delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will give it. Watch this. And if thou will worship me, all shall be thine. Praise God. And Jesus said to him, get thee behind me, Satan. Now that's what you're going to have to do to that temptation. Come on now. You're going to have to say, no, it's, it's, it's 12 o'clock at night. Now you need to go on back to, to your place. You got the Holy Ghost. He'll convict you on it. All right. Let me see where I am now. Kind of got me off here. All right. But you see how valuable it is, even in solving domestic problems. Are, are you with me here? 
And, and you got to trust in God because God, he knows how to deliver you. I remember when I uh, was talking on marriage and the family and whatnot or, or, or something, prayer or whatever. And I was telling you about uh, one of our members here had a mother and father and they'd gone on to be with the Lord, I guess now, but how they, they got married and this, you know, 50 years ago, what got married and, and he was, after they got married about three months later, he got a little abusive and, but she was a praying woman. She had prayed. And God came to him in a dream. And he came to him in a dream, said, you abuse her one more time, you're going to hell. Now he wakes up in a cold sweat. I mean, sweat, he's sweat, high, cold and sweat. Yeah, okay. Well, he was a cold sweat. And, and he starts shaking her, saying, wake up, wake up, wake up. Now she, she was drawing back. She thought something about to jump off. Y'all know what I mean by jump off? Y'all know, no, do y'all, everybody know what I mean by jump off? Well, ask your neighbor. They know what I mean by jump off. And... And he said, he said, uh, I'm sorry, please forgive me and so forth. And from that night, that night, he walked with her hand in hand, bought her flowers, bragged on her everywhere they went. Now, wait a minute. God fixed that. If he fixed that, he can fix your situation. Come on, he can fix it with your boss. Come on, he can fix it with your neighbor. See, you don't need to lose your peace. You don't need to lose your joy because you're going into a land that the supernatural is not an option. It's going to have to be necessary. We're going to walk in the spirit. We're going to let the fruit, we're going to stand our ground when you've done all that you can stand. The Lord will fight your battles. For you to get what God has for you, it requires a supernatural. I don't care what your conditions look like. I don't care what circumstances look like. You got to say what God said. I don't care what the doctor just said. You got to say what God said. I don't care what they said. Now, you can't say what God said if you don't believe. You're going into a place where you understand by faith. Reason deals with facts. Faith deals with truth. He had to consider one thing. Come on, the Word of God. Release the power of your confidence in God's Word and consider Him only in every circumstance and condition in Pastor Winston's life-changing four-disc series, The Supernatural Church, Volume 2. To order on CD or DVD by bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at billwinston.org. Order The Supernatural Church, Volume 2, today. Human ability cannot defeat the giants in the promised land. I just got to get over that because this is supernatural. It takes the supernatural power of God and supernatural disposition of the Holy Spirit called the fruit of the Spirit to maintain a supernatural lifestyle in that promised land. See, it takes faith to get into the promised land, but it takes faith to stay into the promise, in the promised land. Now that faith accesses the supernatural, the supernatural ability of God, such as long suffering and peace and joy and law, love and goodness, all these things, faithfulness, meekness, temperance, all these things, you, there's no match for these things. When you are having those fruit of the spirit come alive in your life, 
nobody can match it. You will have long suffering when people have given up. You will have faithfulness when people will fall out of line. Praise God. You will have peace when everybody's, I mean, the, the Bible said the wicked have no peace. So that is what you want in your life because that maintains that lifestyle that you must have to stay in the supernatural. Well, praise God. Until next time, this is Bill Winston saying we love you and keep walking by faith. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.